Oh, I broke it. See if this works. No, nope, I didn't do it. Okay. What what are you doing? Strike two. So <laughs> when I hit record and I was like, okay, I gotta hit the intro right now. And then I saw that it was like it actually counted down three, two, one. I was like, crap, I turned it on too early. <laughs> but I didn't bother to stop and go back and do it again. And then I couldn't remember when the music ends, does it loop or do I have to click it again to stop? And it turns out that you, you don't it, I don't have to touch anything. Okay. Are we going to do it again or are we just rolling with it? No, we're just rolling. Uh, Cool. Let's do it. Let's roll. We're back. We're back. Yay. Hey. Welcome back to Consume and Report. (laughs) That's standing. Everything's fine. (laughs) Nobody got hurt. I didn't hear anything shatter. I just heard some clinks. Nope. Everything's fine. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, back to shatter and report. Yes. Um, <laughs> glass breaking pros anonymous. Uh, it's what it's. it's uh, I wrote this down. It's, it's July 18th. It is. And this first time we've recorded in about three and a half months. Oh boy. Which means it's going to be like a 20 minute podcast. I'm pretty sure. There's probably four hours to minutes. say. Um, <laughs> hey, four hours. <laughs> 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 um, in case you don't remember, uh, I'm your host, Chris. And I'm the guys, other Chris. And, and I'm I'm the Ryan. These guys are also here. <laughs> I convinced them to come back. That that was smooth, guys. Well done. Yeah. That's how we are. We're real smooth. We're real well oiled something thing. Both in person and over voice. I was gonna say something else, but I was, Neither of them made it was sense. a very white uh, softball joke there. I'm not sure what it is. Not about softball, but like an easy joke. <laughs> I don't know if white, how old I'm not sure. <laughs> very white played softball. Oh, good. We're back to this joke. <laughs> uh, it's not a joke if it's a fact. Bringing it back to last episode. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're over 40. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're under 40. <laughs> This is a podcast, so we have no idea. (laughs) Exactly. It's a mystery. But we know. So we're all cool then. Yep. Hey, guys. (laughs) I saw you about two weeks ago. Has it been two weeks? Oh, my gosh. Last week? Two weeks was the party, right? Fourth of July party? Oh. No, today's the 18th. You saw us last Sunday, dude. What was last Sunday? Oh, (laughs) D&D. You are. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what's today? What happened? Hey, I saw you guys last week. Where am I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't. We don't see each other for like you know what thirteen months, and then it's just like boom, boom. I mean, boom, I was boom. actually at Ryan's house four days ago, but that's true too. I don't think about Wednesday Jeopardy as like a an event anymore, so it just sort of becomes part of the routine. No, and that's that's more you and my wife's thing anyway. We don't really hang out because I don't care about Jeopardy. So, <laughs> which you know, I know what to say about that. Everyone's got their own <laughs> shortcomings in life. 
touche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super sick burn there. I really yeah, got right? you. Yeah. Whew. Somebody called the burn the, unit. The <laughs> under 40 guy doesn't like Jeopardy. Calling how weird. One right now. <laughs> You know, it's funny. They they joke about how the commercials that play during Jeopardy are for old people. And I don't usually pay attention because we fast forward all the time. But when we're not fast forwarding and I see all of the things are about uh, like life insurance, uh, lots and lots of drugs um, <laughs> with with their old people in the, in, the, in the commercials, not just like, you know, for everyone's health conditions. Uh, in, how about, more, how about reverse mortgages? Is that a big thing, too? It's probably on there. Or the, the guy who talks about diabetes. Wilter Brimley, who I think yeah, is dead, dead now. I think. Oh, shit. But, sorry. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean he still can't be in the commercials. I didn't, I I didn't know him personally. I'm not offended by that. <laughs> I had no idea. Me and the cocoon guy go way back. Okay. <laughs> cocoon? Yeah. Am I dating myself again? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie, but it's old. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Well, I've lost Ryan, so let's go ahead and uh, proceed. See, this is this is why Chris was this is this is the only reason. This is why a major reason why Chris was a part of our pub quiz team was because his knowledge is vast and <laughs> unhindered by time. <laughs> I would have never known to those categories of sixties classic films. <laughs> like, man, don't you guys remember watching Cocoon when you were like fourteen? No, no. I was like no, six. <laughs> Come on, now. I never would have known that the diabetes guy was in Cocoon, though. I, I mean, he was on this TV show too in like the late '80s, and I can't remember what that show was. Well, and now I we just lost that right point in, in pub quiz. Jeez. And so a friend of mine from work has, was talking about doing a pub quiz. Uh, you know, a lot of breweries do them now. And we were going to go and then she had some something come up. So canceled and it's been like a month. And I'm like, hey, we're doing pub quiz. I really want to go to pub quiz. So I think in two Tuesdays, we're going to go do one. Okay. It's like one of those, not themed, but, you know, like structured ones. Okay. Uh, not like the Fox and Goose one, which is religious questions. Like this one has, you know, different kinds of rounds. Oh, name, like name this song or. Name yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like whatever. that one we did at that one place. I can't remember. At that one place. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, it was. I don't was that before or after we did Fox and Goose? I can't remember. Okay. Maybe I'm getting old. Probably before. I don't remember ever doing a pub quiz with you since we used to go there. But no, it was before for sure. Okay. I just can't remember what it was. It was downtown. Anyway. Was that when we were the the Mines of Moria? I think it was. And yeah. she pronounced it Mines of Maria. And we were Mines very disappointed. At, and... at a Geeks Who Drink event. Yeah, that's Yikes. what it was. And I was like, well, I'm done with this place. <laughs> <That is laughs> this is this is how you ho- Geeks Who Drink. You don't know how to pronounce the word Moria. This is. <laughs> <sighs> it was a clever name. I was really proud of that name. You're bringing it up. All these repressive emotions. I guess that's why probably why I didn't remember it. It was because of that. Now it's all coming back to me. Oh, man. Welcome to Consume and Report Therapy Sessions. My therapist is going to hate this. I'm going to go lie down on the couch now while I record this. Just be the B sharps next time. <laughs> the B sharps. <laughs> so now I'm dating myself. Baby on board. Uh, so yeah. Hey guys. Three hey. and a half, three and a half months of uh, of not talking about games. Well, or anything. Yeah. Well, we have. We just haven't recorded it. How about that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that I'm aware of, unless somebody was recording without us knowing about it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That's what that reminded me of. It reminded me of Sideshow Bog and he hit with the rakes. <laughs> <laughs> and Fox comes after us. All right, cool. <laughs> Disney now. Which is oh, way worse. Damn. Even bigger. <laughs> yeah. You get DMCA'd for Ryan's impression of Sideshow Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it was desist. pretty good. Mr. Simpson, cease and desist. <laughs> you can prove it was them. Well, I said the name. Oh, crap. You're right. <laughs> so, hey, guys. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Pulsar. Sure. Let's just okay. jump into Pulsar. All right. Just hit. All right. Unless first. you really wanted to wow me with your life events recently uh, that you want to share. Life the events, so in the last continue. week. <laughs> Well, no one else has heard it for three months, so true. I hurt my foot, and you cut your hair. I, I did. Have a new niece. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Fair point. What did you say? I oh yeah, have a niece. niece. Right. Yeah, you're you're That's... an uncle. Well, I kind of already was, but this is yeah, the first uh, blood fair point. relative, I suppose. But Flesh blood. you were definitely an uncle before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I meant to say new uncle or uncle yeah. again, but I didn't mean to disqualify the you, other part you've of been your re-uncled. family. <laughs> but yeah, first first on my my side of the family. So the question is, which I already know the answer to, is uh, I know you went to go see see her. Uh, did you hold the baby? No. Um, <laughs> I am afraid of children, and I should I should specify that a little bit further. In that I am afraid to pick up children, little ones, like you know we're talking yeah, infants, yeah. right? Like like yeah, infants yeah. and babies. I just okay. I, I I feel. I feel really uncomfortable picking them up. You know, you know, when they get a little bit bigger, like Alvin's kid, no problem. But when they're really young and they can't even hold their head up, it's, it's just, I I don't know. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. Like I'm going to break the kid or do something. So I just don't feel comfortable with it. So yeah, no, I I mean, I get it. That's not weird at all. Honestly. Yeah. They're super fragile. There's yeah. My (laughs) sister was like, it's fine. I get it. You don't have to hold the baby and nobody pushed me into it. So it was fine. I sent Ryan this, this, this meme where this cartoon a long time ago. And like, it was this guy going to meet a baby, uh, like a friend's baby for a first time. And they're like, do you want to hold it? And they're like, no, I don't really know how to hold a baby. And they're like, there's no wrong way to hold the baby in the last frame <laughs> of the comic book is the guy holding the baby by both sides of its head with his body just <laughs> dangling. And I'm like, that's, that's, <laughs> That's right. In the background, they're like, "No, no." <laughs> when uh, when a, a friend of mine had a baby about a year and a half ago, I went over there like two weeks after she was born, and and they put her in my arms, and I was I I wouldn't I wouldn't move. I didn't move a muscle. First yep. of all, the baby was asleep, which I didn't want to you know disturb the baby. But I was like, I don't. If I do something, if I shift my arms, am I going to like? change its support structure in the wrong way i'm just gonna sit here you can take her back when you're ready <laughs> so i get it yeah yeah but other than that uh not too much different going on with me really yeah okay so, pulsar 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 is it is it lost colony or the lost colony i, I think it's this lost is pulsar colon lost colony I thought that was just one of the campaigns. Isn't the game Pulsar? And then like, that's like a campaign for it. Yeah, or? Lost Colony is technically the overarching story objective. Oh, okay. Yeah. On my steam list, it says like, if I want to go launch the game right now, it says Pulsar Lost Colony. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah. Um, Whose idea was this? I think it was Daniel. It, it was Alvin's. Was it Alvin's? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he wanted to play it. 
it came up to around the point where it was on sale. We're like, okay, sure. Looks like it could. Oh, that's not. So it was brought up before. I was leaning towards a no because it was still in early access. And you know how things like that go. I was like, eh. I buy too many games on early access as it is right now. <laughs> that one, I was reading the reviews on it, and there's a little bit of uh, a back and forth with the with the reviews. Like, I read all of them, so it wasn't like I was just looking at the, the number of thumbs up and thumbs down. Like, I actually read what people say, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait on this. And like, literally, like, I think it was like two weeks later. Like, oh, I was like, hey, is that early access? I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, we, I I bought it, and then we started playing and. Uh, Chris, if you want to explain what the what the game is, uh, so yeah, I guess recently came out of early access, probably within the last month or so. Um, Some of right, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna assume a little bit here that part of the draw for our little gaming group was that it actually supports five player co op, and that seems fairly unusual, both just as a as a number that doesn't go any higher, but also because it's not just like three or four. And we pretty much have five people uh, when we can. So uh, how do I do it? It's, it's Star Trek bridge crew plus FTL plus Sea of Thieves uh, in, a, in a really broad way to explain it. Um, I'd, the only, I'd only say differently was that it is, it is single player. I agree with your with your assessment, but like there's nobody you're not playing against anybody else on the server. It's only just the five oh, of us on there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a massively multiplayer game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going against other fair. people in ships. Uh as far as I know, you don't even, you don't see other people in ships. All the servers are separate. Well, I guess yeah, it's, it's literally just us and NPCs. Yeah, yeah it's in all there. just um yeah. hosted hosted games. So yeah. Um yeah, so you got uh, what you get your captain, your engineer, your weapons specialist, your scientist, your pilot. Like mm-hmm. that covers all five. Yep. Uh, so everybody gets a job. I'm not going to go into the specifics unless you want to about, you know, what the jobs do. They kind of have lots of different specific areas they're responsible for power of the ship shooting, as you yep. might guess from the weapon specialist job, doing the sciences uh, and so yes, forth. Scanning all types of different things. Yeah. You know, it's, they, they, I would say, well, before I get way too into it, um, let's see. So apparently there is a, there is an overall story of the lost colony that I think it's there's like data pads or something we have to find that will point us to where it is. I think it's three of them. I think it's maybe four. Okay, for but sure. It's like I think there's like I think it has to do like an energy source that everybody wants that was discovered and no one ever figured out where it was or something like that. So it's yeah. all these factions are trying to vie for it technically. Uh, when you play and how we've played, I guess so far. Um, you could be part of those factions, depending on what you want to do. I think we're running as a smuggling crew most of the time right now, uh, which has been pretty fun. And so there's like a lot of just little side missions. There's apparently that we're doing story missions, but there's not really any narrative going on right now. It's a lot of just go do this thing and then bring it to this place. Okay, cool. Let's go do that. Um, not a pretty game in any way but that's fine. I'm not there for the pretty prettiness of it. Yeah. Um, I've been, I spent a lot of time as the pilot, so I can probably speak mostly to that. Uh, just piloting the big space. Well, not that big, the spaceship uh, in, in the, in the sectors we go to, which is really only super important when we get into the fights with bad guys. 
um, and occasionally running into the roof of the garage on accident when the shields are down. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, uh, it happens. And I've also done some science officer work, which I actually liked a lot. Uh, it, 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 I forgot about this. Probably speaks to me because you have the cyber defense capability under the science officer. Hmm. Where you are Why would fighting that tie off, in fighting off viruses <laughs> and protecting the ship from uh, cyber attacks, which... Oh, I forgot. We haven't played since we got the antivirus program, huh? Yeah. I was really excited about that. I pushed really hard to get one of those. We we, it took us forever to find one. Yeah, it did. Side anyway. note, that's what Chris does in real life. Uh, Sure, more or less. Cybersecurity. I mean, I yeah. You, you, that, that guy that sits there with the headset on, like, types, like, this frantically, that's, that's what Chris does, yeah. He's... He's a reverse hacker. What What was that? Typing <laughs> frantically. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Sorry, slow on the uptake. <laughs> I was looking at something. Uh, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> a good, good segue. Into that, I tried. To make that work. I tried. I tried so hard. Uh, now it's an inside joke no one even understands, which is yeah. way better. Um, I mean, I can keep going. Just talk about what we did, what, you know, how it's been playing out if you want. Yeah, I, I mean, all in there. So, I, I know, I know. Good, right? I know how. I'll go how you. I know how you feel. So, go ahead. I guess I'm just uh, a little disappointed with it. Um, it seems like it's it's just not. There's no. I know it's supposed to have a story, but it doesn't feel very connected to me. And it feels like a lot of times we're jumping from star system to star system, and it's you, you know you jump in and it's like okay, well. Uh, we're here. Uh, let's jump again. And that's kind of what you do until you get to the main area. And then you might kill a bad guy and that's the end. And then you got to jump all the way back to the place that you picked up the mission. I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very in depth to me. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of bored with it overall. It definitely, and I, I'm not, <laughs> I can't speak to, of course, the design of the game or their intentions for the future of the game. And I think it was early access for several years, if I understand. I think you're right. So it yeah. kind of feels like this is about as content as complete as going to be for a while. But to Ryan's point, it, it just feels kind of empty in a lot of ways. And that sounds ridiculous because it's space. So, of course, it's empty, but it's a video game about space. So it'd be nice if there was something to do or interact with more regularly. Um, so, but because what happens is you, okay, you're, you're at some starting point, some hub. I think the estate is the main one we've been going out of with your, with your missions. Okay. You have to go to this location. You go on the, the star chart and you figure out where it is, how many jumps it takes to get there. could be like six or seven and five of those jumps. When you land in the new sector, there's nothing to do. There's, there's no mining. There's no discovery or exploration, really. Um, if there's some bandits or raiders or something, you can engage with those guys and get some some scrap out of it. And that's cool. But it's sometimes not enough. Um, <laughs> when you get to the location, and sometimes there's like the one where you go to a planet and you have to beam down and actually explore a structure. Those are more interesting to me. Uh, we had the one recently where the mission text had something about oh don't believe what you see uh they're hiding something in some place and we we had to figure out where the like secret hiding place was in this building we were in and i accidentally found it 
by falling down a hole. And then everyone was like, where did you go? And I was like, I fell down the hole, guys. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Um, that was that was fun. I mean, just in an exploration sense. And then Grant um, got stuck. And then Grant had the exosuit on because he couldn't breathe without it. <laughs> or no, why Why can't you take, you can't take it off he, while you're in the mission. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he couldn't get out. <laughs> he, he thought he needed it, but didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and you get your stuff and you go back and, and then you end up kind of re- retracing your steps back to where you started a lot of times, which again gets kind of tedious just from jump, 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 jump. And there's like a pause in between the jumps because you got to get your warp core back to low heat temperature or whatever it is. I haven't done the engineering yet, so I'm not sure how it works. Um, uh, go ahead. Yeah, you just, uh, the heat temperature isn't that important, but it takes a while to kind of charge up your warp drive and before you can engage again, pretty much. But you, the, you could deal with the heat, but it's it's not a good idea probably to jump in there with half your heat of your shit filled up in case you get jumped by bandits or something. The the dynamic nature, the part that is, is the Star Trek Bridge QFTL part of it, where you have three enemy ships come up on your, I'm just going to call it radar, but I'm not sure what it is in space, uh, on your on your sensors, your scanners, and you, go. you gotta you know pinpoint who's your who's your target gonna be, who you're gonna focus on first. Pilots gotta rotate the ship to be in position for the guns to fire. Weapons guys gotta make sure that they're firing the guns at the right time. Engineer or sciences, you know, again finding out viruses, sending their own viruses, which is pretty fun. Uh, scanning stuff, you know, see what uh, what stuff you can weaken to make their shields lower. Engineer is making sure there's power to all the stuff that needs power. And that, you know, there's that part is, is cool as a unit. Uh, I guess it can be done with AI. We've only tried a little bit with like one or two AI guys. I'm not sure how well it actually went. Mm. Um, it's like, I think that's the, be- the, that's when the game is the best for me is like when you have your five human players working in concert to accomplish something, even if sometimes you're just yelling over each other, <laughs> and you know rotate the ship rotate the ship or yeah. like you know we're getting viruses i don't know what to do yeah uh it gets kind of hectic sometimes but so far i think the only time we really had any um adversity was when we accidentally landed in the sector commander section <laughs> and they just annihilated us really quickly yep. which they're, they're supposed to they're like the boss um so it, yeah it hasn't I guess it hasn't been frustrating to the point of like, ah, this isn't worth it anymore. Um, I just, I I personally wish there was a little bit more to see. Yeah. I, I, I agree pretty much with everything you guys said. It's, um, I think there is a serious, I'm trying to say it. There's like, the possibility for so much depth in the game is there already. And the game already does have a lot of depth. Unfortunately, it's just like, it feels like it's been flattened. Like you said, you go to an area like, yeah, there may be something you can explore there. Like, uh, like remember how we found that scrap in the middle of that minefield. We had to go. Oh, get yeah. stuff out. It was like a, like an empty hole or something yeah. covered in mines with yep. some stuff in the middle. We were like, yeah, let's try and get it. And so we, we did, we were able to get scrap and, and upgrade our stuff with it because that's what you use is like the current for the currency for upgrading your ship parts and your um, your handheld, your your weapons and stuff like that, your tools. The 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 biggest thing in my my point of view that the game is lacking or the issue with it is the fact of the amount of dead time, downtime. So as a weapon specialist, what I did last time, um, if I wasn't attacking something, I had nothing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
um when <laughs> ryan nods yeah yeah, yeah. That, that was my first job too and yeah, yeah we fought i think two battles for the three hours we were online the first yep. time we played it and i was like yep. this is a very dull game and i think that's where this sh- and like it's not like so it's not like it like everybody has more than one thing they can do it's not like weapons is only weapons like yes yeah, sure they also have to like um they also can load nukes and they choose what type of missiles, the what kind of systems the missiles are, are shooting, what type of missiles we're shooting, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like if we go into an area um, and to buy stuff, yes, we all can look and see what's for sale, but only the captain can actually purchase things, make the replacements on the ship, which is, which is makes sense in a sense of uh, if you're playing with like pug people and you don't know, you don't know who people are. You don't want people messing with the ship and taking stuff off and selling it, that kind of stuff. So that makes sense. Um, but I do find a lot of the games really, really fun. Like, like, like Chris said, with the five people on, it's, it's, it's really, it's a lot of fun. But um, it's, it just, it, it needs more. It needs for the areas that you jump to are small. Sure, there can be a planet there that you can go down to, but it's all representative. It's not scaled, you know. If I'm, you know, what I'm saying, it doesn't feel like you're outside of a, a in the orbit of a planet type of thing. And like when we go down to a planet, we can just leave the ship because nothing's going to happen to the ship while we're gone. So that kind of feels a little bit weird. Like we're in this huge, and the the galaxy is huge. It's probably like what you would say, maybe I don't know. There's more than a thousand sectors, I think, because the numbers go over four digits. So, yeah. right? Am I right? It sounds I right. I, yeah, I'm sure I think the numbers are really high. I, don't I, th- know. I think I saw a four digits uh, sector in there somewhere. Uh, but still, it's a lot. So, like all this space yeah. and like all of the the stations have people on them, but like there's just a lot of empty space with nothing in it. Um, we have not played a whole lot, but there is. We haven't seen anything or any indication or any hints about uh, any of the data tablets yet that we're supposed to find. Um, and the the ship upgraded system actually works really well. I really like that. Like we definitely have improved the like the how much our pow- how much power our generator puts out, like how much uh, hit points our shield has. So you can actually feel the ship and the crew getting better as we play, which is cool. Like that, that design, that part's designed very well, but I just think it is, it is still lacking a little bit. And I hope uh, that even though it's not early access, that it does make some change. I found out, I didn't know this, but it was actually a Kickstarter in 2013, um, which coincides with another game we should not mention, another space game. Um, it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it released in 2015 so it was in early access for six years yeah which is a long time and, and i haven't looked into it it could be like three guys very well true very well could be and like i said i i am not taken away from the game at all like i said the game has capabilities of being a really awesome game um i don't i don't care like chris same thing i don't care about the graphics it doesn't bug me whatsoever it's very it's very blocky uh i wouldn't call it it's not like Minecraft blocky, but it's definitely low poly count. Um, it's, it's almost charming in some yeah, way. It's, it's it's still enough detail there. You're like, okay, I know what this is. And like, you know, the buildings are not just like huge squares or rectangles. It's, there's They have some design to them, some some sort of shape. So 
it doesn't really bug me at all. That was like one of the big things I read about in the in the reviews is that people were didn't like the way it looked. I'm like, who the hell cares? I'd rather care about content, <laughs> you know. So I hope I hope that they continue to update it and continue to make some progress on it. And uh, maybe with the sales that they got through the the summer sale, I can't I can't believe that just five of us <laughs> bought it. So. <laughs> We'll, we'll have to see, I guess. Yeah, and to to use a cliche, and <clears throat> it's not one hundred percent fair, but it's a little bit mile wide, inch deep. <clears throat> um, like you were saying, like you, you go into a sector, you kind of warp into the middle of the section, you can see stuff in the background, but you can't really go anywhere once you're there. If there's something to check out, it's within like a thousand feet of you. Yeah, I would say that the actual sectors that you go to are like less than a kilometer cube. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we, you either go up when you get there or you go down when you get there or side to side, there's not like you don't have to go down to the right and then over that kind of stuff. Like you can see anything in that sector when you first jump there. Yeah. There's not really any point to actually flying around for nope. five minutes and, and see if you discover something new. Cause you won't. There's also no fuel for the uh, engine as well. It just goes off of the singularity. I think it's what they they call the heat thing, the generator. So they're like electric engines. Well, that's just basic yeah. physics. I don't know if you yeah, know that. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but but yeah. Um, trying to think is you know what else to say about it. Uh. No, I, eh. that was. I think, I think that. I think that's pretty good. I mean, I, I, I'm willing to play it a little bit more and see if it gets better, but I'm just not super into it. It's just not. It was something I, I looked at, and Alvin had mentioned it, and I kind of looked at it and went, "Yeah, this could be interesting. This could be fun." And I played it. We played it for like an hour, and it was, it was the first time, and it was interesting. I was like, "Okay, I see how the game works," and. Maybe it gets better, you know, as the weapon specialist guy, you know, I thought, hey, maybe it'll get better. Maybe I'm we're just doing something wrong. Um, but playing as the engineer, uh, it wasn't that much better. I sat most of the time in front of the console just watching bars go across. <laughs> I thought, okay, this isn't much better. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, playing the science officer was a lot more interesting than piloting. <sighs> Maybe just for some of the same problem, like the like I said, the piloting just doesn't really matter very much unless you're in a dogfight. Yep. Um, but the honestly, the science stuff. No, the science stuff is like every time you warp somewhere, you have something to check out. It might be a probe, or a, you know, a, um, the drones. I think are the drones. And see what the drone has, and if it if it matters, kind of thing. It might not take very long to find out what's there, but it's a little bit more. In, uh, interactive um engaging um yeah, and there's like a, a fight it's crazy engaging and there's like a in-game database that you can search and look up like tons of information about systems about weapons about like it's like the i think that that side of it of the game is where they spent a lot of their time uh <laughs> the science officer um but i think if they were able to get that level of complexity not complexity but depth to each of the classes i think it'd be a, yeah. a lot more fun. i'm thinking about like star trek episodes and like i'm trying to think 
I guess it's true. If they weren't fighting, the weapons specialist wasn't doing anything. The weapons officer wasn't doing anything. He was just sitting there, right? Yeah. I forget if I read it somewhere or it was in the manual or something. Um, I think that there's some intention for not, not to be so compartmentalized all the time where like the weapons guy does the weapons and, you know, maybe, maybe some upgrades or something. And that's it. Like, I think there's some intent, especially for like the captain to, to assist with some other jobs or to kind of like move around a little bit. Obviously I think some of that stuff is blocked behind the talent points. Like you don't have access to certain consoles if you're at the wrong um, job, but, but you can't buy them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think, I think there's some intent to, you know, the weapons guy can go do this other stuff right now or something while we're not in a fight. Cause that would be, hopefully the design isn't like, Hey, it has nothing to do. <laughs> it sounds yeah. that way. I haven't done weapons yet, so I can't really prove any of this. You guys both have. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's where they're trying to get to is like, it's more dynamic and a, and a little bit more, you know, ro- rotational and not just like, this is the job I have. Yeah. It's only useful in this scenario. Yeah. Like but, I think starting off the weapon specialist can only, they, the main thing that they have ability to do is fire the main weapons. They can scrap, scrap, they can process scrap, and then they can upgrade the handheld weapons and items in the game. So that's like the the main three things. The engineer can run the power. He can um, also process scrap, and then he can upgrade the ship um, upgrades. And then pilot can just fly. It doesn't do anything else besides that. I think it might be interesting. This is just off the top of my head. If they almost introduced like Sim City like disasters, I mean not quite to that level, but something unexpected. So if you're spending all your time, the power levels are where you want them to be. Nothing bad ever happens. But like, oh, there's a short all of a sudden in this section of the ship, and we all have to make sure that's fixed before we can do something correctly. Obviously, yeah. other ships can like take out some of your stuff and things like that. But I think. Because FDL kind of does that. Once you get something going, you have to devote your attention to fixing a problem before you can get back to what you were doing. Yeah. And it's almost like if you're careful enough, if your risk uh, style is is low enough, you don't really ever run into those problems on your own. So it might be interesting just to, you know, like I said, have a short or hit a sector where there's a magnetic field that screws up your navigation or something. Yeah. Um, just to make it a little bit more feel like a world instead of just a, the next jump with nothing to do. Yeah. yeah. I would like to keep playing it a little bit. Um, I'm having fun with the smuggler ship in our hidden cargo hold <laughs> and uh, sneaking past the customs agents. Yep. Um, I, I, I guess maybe I hope that there's a little bit more so- or sooner rather than later we get some more um, ideas on the overall narrative part of it, like the actual story thing, like send us somewhere where we think there's a, a clue about this lost colony. Cause right now it's a very, do some work for us mercenaries. Yeah. So. There is this too big of an area to just blindly come across one of them like randomly, because even when we go down to the places that we go to, we still search everything. Um, yeah. and those areas are also very limited in size as well. Yeah. So, so far. Yeah. We'll see. Like I said, I'm down to play it again. Uh, I can report in case anyone's wondering, you can be crushed by an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Figure that out. Uh, Ryan killed him. 
which yeah. is because I asked the question, Te- can you be crushed by an elevator? He killed himself. I definitely, I did kill myself. That's probably fair. I walked on <laughs> the elevator, but not realizing know. it was coming down. He may have killed himself, but you did not warn him. If <laughs> and you, you watched jumped him in front of a car, <laughs> it's not necessarily the driver's fault that you jumped out into traffic. True, <laughs> but the guy on the side see who see, knows the car is coming towards him and watches him get hit by the car. Is it he not a fault? It was a real, it was a real bang bang situation. I don't fault Ryan. It was pretty funny. It was, I saw it too. I, I came in when it happened. It was, it was just like uh, I can't remember what your name and game. I'm the pilot. Is dead. <laughs> I literally I asked the question. I wonder if this could be a thing, and then I accidentally did it. And I wasn't trying to test it. Well, that, it this work. is like a half an hour later. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's good just time. In case someone was curious. <laughs> uh, so that's been our primary uh, co-op experience lately. Yeah, multiplayer. Uh, we haven't been doing a whole bunch. I know Ryan feels the same way. We're kind of in a, a game lull right now. Yeah. Which is why we haven't been doing this for a while. Yeah, that's uh, the reason. But hey, I mean, speaking of co-op, uh, you and I, Chris, have, have ran through a couple things in the last couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about that a little bit. Uh, so it was Outriders, and it was Ashes Remnant the from Remnant? the Ashes. Remnant from the Ashes. See, close. Yeah. You almost had it. That's why you're the host. Also, um, oh, I wrote it down. <laughs> 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 so the Outrider was That's the. That's why I'm the host. Yeah, because you wrote it down. The the Outriders was the demo. Uh, we didn't buy it um, because we weren't too sure about Which, it. By the and, way, I love there's a demo for that game. That's great. Yep, and it supports multiplayer. Yep. More companies should do that. Yep. Go ahead. One hundred percent agree. Um, because it allowed us to play the game and realize we don't want to buy it <laughs> yet. I'm going to say yet. yet. Yes. Um, it has some very picked. Explain the game real quick. Okay, so the game is um, you know the story or just like the actual gameplay. Uh, overall, you know, how does it work? What, what so are you doing? story was real quick off the cuff. Uh, we screwed up Earth. We left Earth. Two ships. One gets destroyed. We find a planet. We go down to the planet. We try to make the planet ours and also destroy this one. Um, things went horribly wrong. There's some sort of interference on the surface that screwed up with our our readings, and that kind of stuff. Bunch of people die. Main character gets put into a cryogenic sleep. Wakes up 30-something years, 40-something years later. Everything's gone to shit. Um, and pretty much uh, you're an outrider, which is an outrider, was a profession of this uh, of this new colony-type ship. And you're supposed to go out and like you're a, a very advanced advanced scout, but it's like a it's more than that. We didn't we didn't get the we didn't get the whole story yet because we were, didn't really sit down and listen to all the dialogue because there was quite a bit at the beginning. Um, but pretty much you're you're like an elite or specialized group of people that do kind of like a it feels like a selfless job type of thing where. It sounds like almost felt like the outriders have a very high mortality rate type of thing because you go into unknown areas and have to deal with unknown flora and fauna type of thing. But uh, the the gameplay is, hmm, I would I guess you equate it to Destiny. 
It's, it's Destiny and the Division. Division, yeah. Except <laughs> Division does it much, much better. Um, it's It has the feel of the open world, but but it's not. It's go to this area, load into this zone, do this mission, come back out, turn it in. That's the Destiny part of it. Yeah, and then the 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 division two part of it was um use cover shoot from cover go from cover to cover but the cover system in this game is horrible division was like 10 times better um but the oh man i had a i had a train where was i going on this train <laughs> um, we had so yeah, you so you do missions and and oh that's right. So like division is actually open world. Like here is a city you you can go wherever you want. There's like hidden things to find in sewers. You can climb buildings, all that kind of stuff. It definitely has a more feeling of open world, even though it still limits to where you can climb. This was like here's these narrow paths that go to this one section, or you can go to this other building or this other instance, that kind of stuff. Um, so that kind of was a little off putting to me in a in a game in 2021, you can't jump. Um, we got stuck on shelves because there was a ledge we couldn't jump off of, which was just ridiculous because the shelf was like less than a foot high off of the other one. Um, <laughs> I'll let Chris uh, go over the thing we hated the most about the game because it was absolutely ridiculous and is, I think 100% uncalled for. Is, is that the the... The cutscene thing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was that today on the way home. Um, uh, we, you mean we... the, <laughs> the complete, unnecessarily, unnecessary right. three-second cutscene? So to, here's, here's... To do what? Here, here, uh, to jump over a, 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 a broken part of the road. <laughs> or, uh, or open a door. What was... Oh, was that? I forgot about that one. Yeah, it was. It was so, as oh. as a so this is a larger problem I have with games, and I don't know why these decisions are made. And I think they're bad decisions pretty much across the board. When you take away a player's agency to accomplish something that you didn't need to take away their agency to do, I don't understand that. And to be more specific, so what we're talking about here. Like there's this, the because the, the game I, I haven't played a ton of Destiny, but I understand it's how it's really it's built. You're in like an, an area, and it's a pretty small area to be honest. And if you have to go to a different area, there's you know kind of a I'll call it a, not a warp point, but there's there's a separation. You can see where you're going to move into a different section. Um, and <laughs> so stupid. You walk up. There's like a three foot gap that yep. you have to basically jump over from one side to the next side to get to another area. That you you like load into a cutscene where your character hops over, and then the cutscene's over, <laughs> and then it goes into a loading screen anyway. Yep. And so it's like, what? Either let me jump it, or don't show that animation at all. Yep. Or or don't have the jump. Like just make it be a doorway. I don't care. But it's why 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 would that be a thing? Here's you jumping. And I it was a legit, care. it was legit. We're, we're not being like sarcastic here. It was seriously two and a half seconds long. Like it wasn't like it was long enough to load in the background anyway. And then they put you in a load screen and it happened. It wasn't just like once or twice. 
it was it was like i don't know during our four hour playthrough with the i don't know we did like maybe i think we did we did all the side missions and then the main missions with i think was probably a total of seven or eight missions i think right I mean, something like that was like seven yeah yeah i think every single mission we did had some sort of unnecessary cutscene in it with was with either us jumping opening a door climbing something and it was very frustrating <laughs> to I have was... the camera ripped from your control <laughs> and then given back to you a little bit later and yeah yeah you know, there's there's games. I keep thinking for some reason of uh, of Metroid Other M. I don't know why, but it comes to mind when I think about this. Where there were sequences where you all you could do was walk forward, yeah, because the rest of your controls were taken away from you while it, some kind of narrative stuff. You couldn't do anything else. Yep. And that seemed like one of those situations where go and go ahead and take control away from me because I'm accomplishing nothing. Yep. Um, there's a also button. a sequence. Uh, I think it's in the last Uncharted, not Uncharted, uh, Tomb Raider game way at the beginning too where i'm actually going it's the opposite problem where you have control for no reason <laughs> like nothing all you're doing is crawling forward you can't do anything else there's no perils nothing's going to happen to you if you don't do it it's just like a dumb way to engage you this is the opposite problem where it like I said, it takes you out of the game and doesn't accomplish anything yeah um, i'm thinking of the force effect which hold on go back to that Mass Effect in 2007 <laughs> figured out loading screens where you got an elevator and there was still dialogue happening while the stuff loaded in the background because it didn't have to work very hard. They were just giving you like a static screen more or less. Yeah. This is 2021. Yeah. Like this year. And, it did, yes. and I don't understand. It just doesn't make any sense. Have a longer loading screen. That's fine. But why, why show me jumping without letting me do it myself? <laughs> what are you going to say about force? The yeah the, the the Star Wars game Star Wars game yeah I can't remember the name of it right now Jedi Fallen Order yeah the one I, the one I didn't like yeah it also had a lot of unnecessarily hold W to crawl through the small space area type of thing mm, that's exciting and I just started it and like I actually enjoyed those parts because they did a great job of having the droid climb around you as you go through the small spaces but one there's a lot of them and two like you literally could go through it and then it could stop you before you get out. And it'd be it'd be a way for them to load all the assets in front of you mm. without you having to sit there and hold down a button, you know. Um, but yeah, one more thing, and then I'll I'll toss it back to you before, and you can finish off your thing. the The UI in Outriders is also pretty atrocious, and um, I had some we had some serious problems like buying and selling things. Um, I think that also could work. It, it felt like, I don't know about you, but to me, it felt like it was optimized for console, not for PC, which happens these days. So, yeah. So as, as not a, <clears throat> excuse me, as not a professional video games <laughs> editorialist, <laughs> I don't have all the background, but uh, Outriders is using the Destiny inventory screen 100%. Um, which that's been the longest, the biggest complaint against that for the longest time since it came out was it's, it's a console. It doesn't, it's, it's bad for both is the problem on a console. You're using sticks to scroll around to click on stuff instead of just using like a D pad on a PC. You're have to maneuver around this stupid reticle to find what you want to get to. 
it's like it sucks in both directions. I, I don't know why the Destiny interface is becoming a thing. That <laughs> doesn't. Mm, but anyway, yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about stuff that was cool because we did play through the whole demo. We did. We didn't give up. It didn't. It wasn't like uh, it's. There's there's some decisions and some quality of life stuff. I hope that gets improved in this game over time. I think I would buy it for like the complete version at twenty bucks and want to play through it in a few years. <laughs> and I say that because. Um, so it, without getting way too in it, because I probably don't even understand it very well yet. There's three classes, which I think is also very. Des- is it four classes or four classes? Four classes, which is no. still yeah. destiny heavy. Yeah, I'm thinking of Anthem, which I think only has three. Yeah, um, four classes, and you know they have their different things. Like there's a sharpshooter type guy. There's a there's the uh, the pyromancer guy, which I think I was doing. Yep. Um, which one do you have? Like the rogue type thing? Like you could like I was around. the the melee guy that could teleport and do a lot of damage. And then there's a there's a tankish guy, big dude yep. in armor probably, which we didn't use. Nope. Um, so it, it's, it's a shooter that has abilities, which again, definitely closer to destiny division doesn't have magic to my knowledge. <laughs> uh, they had tech, which I'm just very used to now, but so you could shoot guys and then you could like set them on fire. Was, my, my stuff was all fire based. Um, Chris had some interesting stuff like the, the time slow or some stuff I'd see like cut dudes in half. It was pretty crazy. Um, but it, on its own, that's like, that's whatever, you know, you can try to make that work for you. But we, I think we had the most interesting time was the combining our powers. For example, um, he has like a, a very, a pretty large AOE effect to, to slow down the enemies. Like it, it's probably like 10 seconds long or something. And it just slows down their, their movement uh, drastically. And I had an ability called thermal bomb that if I, hit, I peg somebody with it and you killed them while they have it on them, they explode in a very large explosion and, and take out guys around them. So when we got those things two, two to work together, a bunch of guys can't move very far and I blow one of them up and it kills like four or five more. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, very satisfying to watch it happen <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. Like, Oh man, you got four on that one or five, you know, like sometimes they grouped up and <laughs> yeah. there was, there was, there's some carnage. There's a, there's a tactical decision to For sure. that up stuff to like try and make it happen. For sure. Um, I'm going back with the criticism now. I don't think the shooting was that good. It was pretty serviceable. I know people can fly and make shooters. They wait, they did bullet storm. Didn't they? That's somebody else. I can't remember. Might've been bullet storm. I love bullet storm, but that's not the important part. Um, you know, I'm, I'm used to the division shooting as a third person shooter. I think it's very good. They've had time to refine it. Probably um, one of the best. Um, the, I mean, uh, say about the combat the combat got a little frustrating i guess sometimes it fe- it just feels a little zergy maybe is the best way i can put it there's a lot of just low level dudes constantly coming at you um and the fact that the like i said the four mentioned uh cover system yeah i can't, remember, I can't tell you how many times chris yelled out just get into cover <laughs> he would constantly oh, yeah you constantly have issues either staying in cover or getting to cover or it, there was that it, one mission where we were like i think we we're only like one level below the units and we like got owned it just, seven it felt or eight like times there was so many times where i'm in cover and and i i do maybe have one of my abilities or something and it, it feels like he's gonna go back into cover and he just doesn't he just stands yep. there 
And I don't know if that's intentional. If I was, if I was doing something wrong, but it just, it was, it was frustrating to think, okay, when I do this, am I going to get stuck out in the open again? Should I be prepared for that at this point? Yeah. I don't want to have to start changing my tactics to account for what the game is going to screw me with. Yep. Um, we did one or two like mini boss with mean, the one boss fight. That's the, the, the electric guy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, was, it was serviceable. It was, it was all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it got bugged a little bit at one point. It didn't do much, but it was pretty interesting. I think I stuck in a loop and he didn't do like his really devastating ability a couple of times where I think yeah. had he done so, he would have died. <laughs> um, the, the loot in the game cause it is, is a loot shooter as yeah. these all are now. I hate, that sounds so, so critical. I mean, I actually enjoy some of them. Um, the loot's kind of okay. There's too much of it probably already. And it doesn't have that big of a change most of the time. Yeah. Oh, my armor went up by six. Uh Yeah. What a, what going into the inventory isn't worth some of the upgrades you get. I would say at this point, uh, there's some cool stuff in this game is where I'm going to probably leave this at. Um, the demo was long enough. I got what I wanted out of that game to understand what it is. And, like I said, I would definitely give it another shot in the future. Maybe try a different class or something. You can actually play all the classes in the demo. I should probably say that now if you want to. You can try them all differently. You know, I'll give that a shot. I already uninstalled it, but we never. <laughs> yeah. Any, any any last words on that? No, that, that that's pretty much it. I think uh, we've been talking for like 20 minutes and Ryan hasn't said things. So maybe... He was learning. Back I, to you, Ryan. Yeah. yeah back, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> what, what did you do? The last couple of months that you enjoyed. Well, oh, that I enjoyed or that I played. Those oh, two different things. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> um, well, you and I played a game called uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we did. Extremely disappointing. Yeah, uh, it was. We played that for about two hours. And yeah. uh, it's definitely still an early access game. Uh, they have a lot of issues. Um, very clunk- clunky combat mechanics. Um, not really a well-defined story. Uh, it's just altogether not a very well put together game, which is kind of sad because the, you know, some of the visuals and some of the graphics are pretty good. The cutscenes were pretty interesting, but for, you know, for a Drist game, it was, uh, it was pretty disappointing. Uh, I, I hoped that whoever play tested their stuff would have said, uh, you need to do something different because this is not very good. Things like, uh, you know, swinging an axe was like a two second animation and you get like hit three or four times by guys as you're swinging your axe. And, you know, like Chris played, uh, I can't remember the bow caster's name. I can't remember her name either. The bow lady's name, but it was like you shot the arrow like 10 feet. It's like, this is an arrow. Yeah. It was a lot further than 10 feet. Just kind of bizarre and just not well optimized. Um, but it's if you're going on Steam, it's it's mixed for, mixed reviews for a reason. It's uh, a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, so it I don't actually, know if you had anything anything to add, but that was kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah. It, it, unfortunately, it's actually not early access. It was released released. Um, and I will say that the game actual assets are very pretty. Like it's a it's a really nice looking game. Um, I just it's kind of it's kind of like the the actual gameplay itself is like you're in this camp uh you get these quests or missions 
you load into the mission area, you go through the entire thing that took us. Did we do yeah. two or one? We only did one. And it's, did one. it's, it's very Vermintide. Yes. Like if that, you played yes. Vermintide. Yeah. I was thinking either Vermintide or Left 4 Dead type of thing. Yeah. Uh, where you just, you go through this area, you have to like, there's collectibles you have to get while you're there. You have to find this, you know, I think we had to find like mugs or something like that. Steins. And it was, it was, it, I, I don't know. It, uh, it was lacking. It yeah. Just, you needed, you needed a main storyline. Like I felt like the, the I mean, camp. It's a Driss game for, if we're going to get a sake. One of the, yeah. like, one of the best like characters and like, was it, is it a, it's D and D. You what know, is, IP, what's, well, what's the thing? Is it Greyhawk? Yeah. What's no. the name I'm looking for, Chris? IP or for for what? Like the entire the entire um, st- story. What's the what's I'm looking for? Jeez. The intellectual yeah, property, like where the like where they have like Driss is like one of the most well known characters in all of written uh, fantasy books type of thing. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, like. I've actually only read a couple of them and I should probably read more of them because they were really, really good. Um, I think with all that source material, I didn't get that much of a feel of a story involved thing. It was more like here, just go out and kill people. And, and there's like a, there is progression and there is like this, I feel like they could have just made it a, a a D and D five E game. And it would have been like, Oh yeah, so much better <laughs> with with the, with the system like oh, the my next game I was going to talk about like Solasta. Yeah, yeah, it would have been such a better game. Oh yeah, like, for sure. I I didn't really need the I don't even know what to call this. It's not really like a God of War. It's not quick enough or comboy enough to really be that kind of a game. Yeah, I don't even really know what kind of style it is. It's it's clunky combat. I I, I couldn't think of anything to relate it to. I would I would call it. I mean, I think it's technically considered like a action rpg is what they probably describe it as i guess they actually yeah anyway. it's an it is an action rpg i'm looking at it right now yeah uh and very, actually very disappointing it actually was published by wizards of the coast i should specify so oh, because it was licensed right yeah yeah like yeah it was it was 100 licensed yeah but like it wasn't like it was like a third party that got a license to do it it was legit published by wizards of the coast who adds has access to all of that things all that stuff. Not to mention, I don't know if you heard this, but Wizard of the Coast is actually forming again. I'm sorry, they're what? They're forming up again. The actual company. I, I didn't realize they. Had not I don't know what that up. means. They've been um, doing business for yeah. Oh, sorry, years, sorry. Haven't they? No, 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 no. Just, let's rewind that. Uh, I apologize. It was not Wizard of the Coast. It's um. Oh my God. Gary Gygax. What was his company's name? I don't, I don't I'm know. losing my mind. Hold on. A company. Hold that thought. Let's go find out. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Good. Uh, I'll talk about Solasta. Um, it was a game I was looking to play, and I got uh, Xbox Game Pass for a buck and decided to play that. Um, I really enjoyed the mechanics of the game. But it's uh, it, it's it was released on Steam too. But it is definitely not ready yet either. That game was filled with bugs. It's a it's a kind of like a Divinity Original Sin kind of a a game and turn based kind of Dungeons and Dragons five E type combat thing. Um, but it was it was interesting. I don't think the storyline is quite there yet. It, it needed a little bit more polish. But I played it through because I was feeling that 
that niche to, to do kind of a fifth edition kind of a campaign. Um, and it, it kind of filled that, that void for me. So I, I like that aspect of it. Um, I, I played it, I played it quite a bit, but too, uh, I also, I enjoyed it, but it didn't grab me as, as much as I was hoping. Like it actually does have a very strong five E feel like role playing on the weekends and then playing this game was like, okay, this is actually learned some of the rules better <laughs> because of, uh, yeah. cause of the game. So yeah, um, it was it was interesting, but I, like I said, I thought the storyline was kind of a little weird, and there were definitely a lot of bugs. A lot of times when I had to reload my game and do things differently, and there weren't a whole lot of different enemies. It was like they kept reusing the same stuff over and over and over again. Um, so that was kind of disappointing. But I, I think I think overall it was probably a C minus kind of a game, somewhere between bad and good. Um, <laughs> I, I I kind of only kept playing it because, like I said, I was kind of it was, feeling it was it was a buck. <laughs> yeah, it was a buck, and I was feeling that need to kind of play something similar to that. Yeah. Um, TSR, I mixed up those two completely. Ah. I don't know why oh, I thought. TSR. Because didn't, didn't, uh, didn't Wizard of Coast buy out Dungeons & Dragons or something like that? I They definitely were not the original owners of the property, yeah. Right, right. Okay, uh, so that's why I was confused. But it, yeah, TSR is reforming under, the, uh, under Gary Gagas Jr., Yes. Huh. Okay. Um, so I haven't read too much about it. I just kind of read that they're opening up. I think they're actually opening up the original, um, like the museum has always been there, but I think they're like going to open up an actual storefront again. Um, I was going to have to actually read it, but I thought that was interesting that their TSR is making a comeback, which is for you that don't know is the Gary Gagax is the original, one of the original creators of Dungeons and Dragons back in the day. And if you listen to this podcast and you don't know that, just hey, you know they could be video gamers. They could not be. They could. They could not play. You know, you got to open that up there. You got. You know, gateway. six episodes of super nerdy crap, and you guys are still like, oh, D and D. They can know what D and D is. They can even play it. They may not know the history of it. Oh, I actually kickstarted um, a, a a movie or film, which I have it hasn't reached yet, but it's. Um, I think it's called from the from the basement of Gary Gygax, and it's a it's an entire documentary style uh, film about how Dungeons and Dragons came out from the point of view and like experiences of people that were either there or like personally knew him. So I'm actually kind of excited to to see it. To be honest, was, along with my other nerd friends. But, I'm also I'm not going to get way into it. I've also had a. a it's not even weird. It's total makes sense. Like a recent desire to get into that style of um, role playing system in a game, uh, in a in a video game. So okay. I've been very slowly getting myself into the first Pillars of Eternity, which obviously is not a D and D game, but uses very similar systems, and the Pathfinder RPG, uh, because I bought the Pathfinder rulebook because I wanted to read it. <laughs> You just bought it so, to read it? Yep. I was really curious about that system. You could try to get into a Pathfinder again, but uh with uh, some some sacramental stuff. But anyway, that's not that important right now. Okay. Um but I had it I had actually I had a key from Humble Bundle and they ran out of keys or some crap, so I ended up buying it on sale anyway. <laughs> uh but it's funny at the beginning that game is it's very exactly what I was looking for, I think. But it's I know it's gonna take a while to get through, so I'm not Is that the uh, the Oh, okay. So you're just reading the book. You're not actually 
playing any games based on it because there's a game playing for... any tabletop pathfinder okay. games right now okay uh what about... i'm looking to maybe try you, you talking about kingmaker yes, yeah kingmaker King yeah okay yeah i yeah. both ryan and i have played a lot of tabletop pathfinder um i like x aspects of that game but i think overall i enjoy 5e better I didn't think I was going to, to be honest. Yeah, I, I was. I was, I was, I was kind same. of fanboy, pretty hard for Pathfinder. Yeah, I, I think. I think what I like about Five E is it's it's not as complicated. It's yeah. it's easier, you know. It's it became that that stacking and subtracting bonuses that became kind of just mind numbing, and you had to have like fifty pages of the source book to explain combat to you. Where I think Five E is about five pages. <laughs> and that that should tell you something yeah i mean there's some pretty complex rules in there and things you got to look up every now and then but for the most part it's either advantage or disadvantage or whatever and that's kind of it yeah and that's a i think a real great thing to kind of speed up combat and make things easier especially in your gm oh i'm concerned the fact that when we used to play with you ryan you'd have like five attacks oh, yeah. and it would take us like you know four yeah. and a half minutes just for your turn yep yep yeah. uh, i understand but like again i also do like a lot of the the depth that Pathfinder allowed, the freedom that it allowed its 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 players to to do, but it definitely is something you just can't like. All right, we're gonna play Pathfinder for the first time this weekend. <laughs> yeah, like you said, you got to read that book and memorize a lot of it. It's a big book. It is a big book. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very big book. Uh, so I definitely haven't read all of it yet. <laughs> it's also hard. Uh, remembering what rules are from what's what system <laughs> wait is that a pathfinder thing or is that a 5e thing because they go so close together you know sometimes yeah i, remember. I actually read something i didn't verify this but i read that pathfinder was like a a, 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 a fork basically of like 3.5 or something like that yes um like some of those guys wanted to keep going that direction so they invented their own system yes which is rad and i'm glad that there's you know multiple systems out there Oh no, no, no! Pathfinder is is a very big part of the uh, community. It wasn't like it was like a redhead stepchild. It definitely is like a pretty even, even playing ground, a playing field with uh, with Dungeons and Dragons, and that's great. Yeah, especially with fourth edition, it came out right before fourth edition. Fourth edition doesn't do a whole lot for people, so I think people wanted to grab on to what three point five was, and they were really happy that Pathfinder gave them that outlet and the freedom to do pretty much whatever they wanted. I don't know why version 3.5 is so funny to me in terms of a tabletop game, but 3.5, it's the half update. Anyway, <laughs> just updated uh, rules in terms of software. It just makes me laugh. Yep. Um, Let's cool. see. Cool. Uh, I think other than that, uh, I played a weird game called Katana Zero on Xbox. Um, I kind of don't really know what to say about that. It's a side scroller indie game where you can freeze and slow down time as this uh, kind of sword wielding guy, like an assassin. And it's got this bizarre kind of almost, uh, you remember the movie Memento Mm -hmm. like story. It's like, it goes back and forwards in time and it's like ultra, it's, it's kind of like your character's reality is kind of warped by this drug that he keeps getting injected. That's what allows (laughs) him to slow down time. Okay. And it's like, it's his perspective. Like he sees things differently and like, he'll, he'll have a dream and then it'll like things will change in the world. 
And so you're, you, the storyline is kind of kind of convoluted because you don't really know what's real or what's not. Uh, and it was a, it was kind of a bizarre game. It was probably only about uh, five hours, I think, to to really play through. If you were good, it took me a while to really get the hang of it because it was very difficult. Um, basically, one hit kills you, so you got to be quick and uh, not make any mistakes, otherwise you lose. Um, okay, interesting. So, uh, but I, I'd recommend checking it out just to kind of play around with it. it. It's like it's really really hard to describe what it's really about because I still am not sure myself. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it was it was fun it was interesting combat definitely a different type of game that i've ever played before um and then uh besides that game i uh i like my little putt putt golf game i got on my vr headset that's been a lot of fun (laughs) it was ten dollars and i basically got it for nothing because for whatever reason oculus decided to give me a ten dollar credit so i bought it for i think it was two dollars or something my it was 1250 or something i think for my credit and uh one of the best VR games I've bought because it's it's just fun. It's just like you're it, it, it was a great little putt putt game. Um, I was tired of seeing the same crappy VR games that are all the same where you stand in the middle of the room and just attack stuff. Um, so I wanted something different and I played that and it was a lot of fun. What in the heck was the name of that stupid game? Uh, so fun. You can't remember it. I know. I thought you told us the name putt putt was in the in the name of it. No, it's not that. It was, uh, oh, man, uh, Walkabout Mini Golf is what it's called. That's not even close to Pup Pup. <laughs> yeah, but it's it a really is good Pup name, Pup. though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but is uh, it multiplayer? Walk yes, it is. Hmm. Yes. So hmm. everybody could buy it. I think. I think it was up to five people. Well, I mean, four of us have VR, so that would work. Um, but I, it probably uses Oculus's multiplayer. Ooh, that I can't tell you. Oh, instead of Steam's? Yeah, it you, what, did. did you buy it on the well, on the store because I use Oculus credit, right? So correct. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, a, yeah, it was. It was my Oculus store. Um, it is on the. It does say it supports Rift, but I don't know if it's on Steam. Probably not. What's it called again? It is called Walkabout Mini Golf. Walkabout. Mini golf, uh, yeah. It's on but, Steam. Oh, okay. So, I, yeah, I don't know how cross platforming and all that kind of stuff works with it. Maybe well, it's I think easy. it'd be fine because uh, all games that you launch through Steam still opens up. Oculus. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So that Oculus one. has to be running, or you or you free to play games on Steam gotcha. through the, gotcha. through the Rift. at least for well, because I have a Rift, so that's that's only that's the only thing. But gotcha. if, if Ryan's playing on the Oculus, Oculus, why I put a T on that? Oculus. <laughs> I, the only method I think you would have to see other players would be through their multiplayer system. Well, because even even when I launch the game, I can open both the Oculus um, hub and I can open the Steam hub. I can open both from from where, though? just from playing. So if I if I put on the headset and the Steam VR um, the software starts running, it immediately opens up. Um, the oculus software and then once i actually in the headset depending on what home button i push i will open up the the hub which i think is what they call it for for oculus or i will open up the actual uh steam what they call it uh home steam home or vr home or something like that where you you can see like your like little bedroom and like all your games are on the wall kind of stuff so you can do both hmm. i actually, does say sorry go ahead Supports cross buy, cross play, and 90 hertz. So, well, cross play, it would probably be 
good. Yeah. All right, we'll cool. Have to make an account so, with that. I mean, don't don't expect too much out of it. Like I said, it is literally just mini golf. Uh, I probably wouldn't pay more than ten bucks for it, but for ten bucks, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's unfortunately it's fifteen bucks right now. So you give me five bucks, I'll buy it. And, and the summer sale just ended. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it does it's, have. I mean, I must. It only it only recently released on Steam. It was, it was literally uh, five, three days ago. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Well, there you go. So, uh, but it does have eighty one very positive reviews on it. So, I mean, and I nothing, just I, I just burned my ten dollar credit on a different game. Damn it. Um, it, I mean, it also is made by Mighty Coconut, which is a great name, <laughs> <laughs> and they and they release it themselves. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, but like I said, it's right. it's not super graphically intensive. You know, it's it's very you know that pulsar polygony kind of feel. Things are yeah low def, but it's got a really good physics engine. Uh, so it everything works really well. You can even fly in it, so it's pretty cool. You can fly. Yeah. Yeah, right. you, they, they they allow you to you like hold the stick up. Oh, so you like get a look at you can get a look of the overlay of the actual. Yeah, because okay, they have okay. little like treasure hunts and stuff. You can go on for like special items, and then it'll like change the club handle and you know oh, all that Chris, all that cosmetics. Chris stuff is Chris do. is sold. He's in. He already bought it. No, the, the the Steam page under features actually says updated with the ability to fly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was reading that. I'm like, what? Whatever. Yeah, you mentioned you, you mentioned collectibles. Twenty custom balls hidden throughout the course. I'm in. Yeah, so I'm saying, yeah, you mentioned collectibles and, and, and searching. He's going to be like, yeah. we're going to be over there playing. He's going to be like looking underneath all the scenery. It's, it's your shot. Shut up. I'm looking for this pink one. <laughs> yep. They said it's over here somewhere. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking uh, for the guide. But yeah, I probably put, oh God, 10 hours into that so all far. Right. All right. We'll, uh, see if, we'll see if Dan wants to get it too. Yeah. I mean, for, I mean, shit, for the price of a movie, what, 15 bucks? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I mean, and and speaking of VR, um, during the Steam sale, I got a game I've wanted to get for a long time, uh, which is I got Alex. Exciting, and uh, I I played it for quite a bit. I was playing like every day for there for a while, uh, and then I unfortunately hurt my ankle and have been out of action for a while. But the last thing I did when I was playing is I came across a head crab for the first time. Um, let's just say a head crab coming at you VR is not for the faint of heart. I probably should not have played that before I went to bed. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I yelled out loud. <laughs> I, I think there was a physical reaction. Definitely wasn't hundred percent voluntary. Um, but I, uh, I've heard from so many people that it was just such an amazing game. Uh, I can see why it is a game 100% developed for VR and it shows um, it comes through so well. So uh, I can't wait to to finish that game. Can I ask you a question? Sure. How long did you play with the markers in the beginning? The markers? Oh, you missed it? The markers? There's, there's this whiteboard with markers and an eraser in the beginning. Really? And you can pick up the marker and draw on the whiteboard with them. Oh God! Did you just drive a, a dick? You, you drove a dick, didn't you? <laughs> I drew a dick and several other things, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to start over again. Yeah. Uh, um, you say file. I do actually. I forgot. I, uh, it's been so long. I actually kind of forgot. Uh, le- 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 segues into the games I've been playing was uh, 
I a couple months ago, a month ago or so, I was fortunate enough to win a 3080 Ti from the New Egg Shuffle. Um, I don't want to talk about how much it was, but um, I won it. And I felt like I had to buy it because I didn't think I was going to get an option to do that again. Like I didn't think I was going to a chance of me winning again. Um, couldn't find out I won an Xbox. We get for that, but I want to talk, I'll talk about that. Um, so there was a list of games that I wanted to wait and play because I upgraded my system, my, my PC last year. But the only thing I couldn't get, obviously, because of nobody else could, was, was was an actual decent graphics card. I wanted to get a 3080. I didn't really want. I don't really care about it being a TI. I just wanted to get a 3080 or a 3070, something like that. Something something that that would give me a big jump from my 1080 TI because even my 1080 TI was still rated like 14th or 15th out of all of them, which is insane for how old that card is. So. I wanted to play these certain games with RTX on and get a good experience of them and see how they were actually meant to be played. Because watching a game, watching a, a video on on YouTube about RTX, uh, it does kind of bring through what the game is and what the RTX technology can do. But once you're actually playing it, it is, uh, it is, it is definitely a huge change and i can guarantee you it's going to be the the technology of future gaming it's going to be in every game i can i can almost guarantee it um even though it is very graphically intensive and and my computer no matter what game i was playing with rtx and that graphics car was was winding up it wasn't like loud but you can hear it so it was it was it was crunching some serious some serious data but um there even on I was streaming for some friends I was playing the first game I played was Control and I and I beat that game um I overall liked it there was a few things that bugged me but the actual game itself was very very uh, original um I I really enjoyed the storytelling that they did uh I I would definitely suggest it to anybody that would was interested in that type of game the combat was okay it was pretty good once you got the hang of it, it took me a little bit to figure out um, it's the same thing where you don't take, you can't take a lot of hits. <laughs> if you get stuck and you get hit like three or four times, you're dead. So um, there, there was that. But the the RTX in that game was was crazy. And I was streaming it for some friends, and I was going through the scene where, in the like the the far distance, there was a, a light that came through, and then it filled up your entire screen. And one of the guys that was watching the stream says, I've never seen that happen in a game before. Like it was, it was so realistic to your eyes that it was, it was like, it felt like it was real. Like it was not an artificial light source filling up a screen. It was like, they did it such a, a way that it was, it was this, it was realistic. And that's what I think RTX is going to bring to video games where there'll be harder for people to, um, to, differentiate between um like a real and fake scene like especially if you've seen a lot of the demos for unreal 5 like there's side-by-side comparisons of things that people have copied from real life into into into, into in unreal 5 and it's it's un, it's it's kind of really hard to tell the difference between the two which i think is exciting and frightening at the same time um but uh but yeah i i i have i'm going through i've i played so i play control what was after that? Oh, Metro Exodus. 
Isn't that an older game? Um, it is, I would think, older. Isn't Metro from like 2012? But Metro Exodus is the most recent one. Oh, okay. Most recent being uh, 2019. Oh, uh, okay. And it, and it, uh, it yeah. Yeah, it, it was released with our, there's like an RTX patch to it afterwards. Ah. Um, so I don't think, it, I don't think it actually launched with RTX, but. Well, um, I, I think you can put RTX on top of everything because like Minecraft has like an RTX thing they're doing. So it does, yes. And there is every single NVIDIA uh, update that I've seen since I've had this card uh, is literally like a part of the release notes is a list of games that this this uh, this patches update is adding RTX to, and they are going through and doing a whole lot of games, like not just brand new ones. Like they're going back and adding it to old games, which I think proves the technology is going to be around for a long time. Um, I, I almost want to say like this is the new. I'm trying to think what would be a, a big graphical breakthrough in technology. Maybe anti-aliasing. Um, yeah. That made a big difference when it first came out. And I'm trying to think. I mean, Certain Certain physics engines, I mean, like like the Unreal Engine and stuff like that, people have developed. Yeah. Um, Um, Metro Exodus was just a disappointment. I was actually talking to Chris about this at the party, and like (laughs) the most the most inane thing about this game is that you, as a as a main character, have zero dialogue during the game. But in the cutscenes, in the load screens, you talk. And uh, like the first two hours or something like that, the game that I played, I think it's like two or three hours. Like it's people asking you questions that require a response and you just stare <laughs> at them and then they continue like you answered or, or, or they didn't ask you the question. I'm like, I, 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 I don't understand how or why you would make a game this way. Don't don't, don't play a link game then. Cause that's exactly <laughs> what happens with your link. <laughs> he uh, never says anything. And, and, and if we think that like, uh, like outriders was bad for taking away from you, but this game is just ridiculous. I, of those first four or five hours I played, I maybe had control less than half the time. And it was hmm. all like, it was just like, being dragged through a movie at this point, which was not fun at all. It was very unnecessary, I thought. And it was the same type of thing where I was thinking since it was going to be taking the place above, not underneath the... And I loved the... like I played Metro, the first one. I loved the first one. That, that was a really fun game. And this game, this has that... I don't know. Maybe I just didn't play enough. Maybe I need to go back and, and give it more time. But it just had a very confining feel to me being out in the open. Like you couldn't go wherever you wanted to. It was very defined areas that you could play in. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, it has great reviews. It's like a, oh man, I think on on Steam it was overwhelmingly positive, I think. Um, very positive. But again, like, you know, 51,000 reviews. Very positive. So, I mean, it's no. just, you know, I couldn't get it. I couldn't do it. That, that's not always a good indicator because none of us liked Valheim and that had like 200,000 positive reviews. So oh, I, I forgot about Valheim. <laughs> I don't I don't know if we talked about that last time, but we won't get into that. That's an hour long discussion. Yeah. Long story short, we didn't like it. Except yeah, Boone. Overrated. Chris liked it. 
I I liked it more than you guys did. <laughs> Which isn't saying much, maybe. I don't know. You like you like some parts of it and I like some parts of it too, but I again same with same with Ryan, I couldn't understand what the big draw for everybody was, like why people are going crazy and losing their mind. Yep. Uh, um <laughs> that's yep. I'm trying to think of what else I have been playing that was RTX. Oh. Go ahead. Did you want to? No, I, I was. We're, we're still talking about uh, my remnant. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which we didn't get a whole lot in, but I know no. you had some. I, I knew you had some, some things you wanted to discuss. Yeah. All right. Sure. While you think about your RTX games, uh, Remnant from the Ashes, uh, came out like two years ago. Um, from Gunfire Games, which is the studio that was formed after THQ collapsed and uh, Vigil, who made the Darksiders series, fell apart because nobody bought them. Anyway, <laughs> they're under Deep Silver now, I think. I lose track, but um. What do I? I had heard about this game as almost like a boss rush type game, um, which is not. I must have misunderstood that because it's not that at all. It's what do I want to call it? it? It's a it's a shooter, Dark Souls in yes. some ways, but it's designed sort of as a co op experience. I think it's a three player game if you have enough people for it. Um, I don't I don't understand there is no story yet there's just weird shit happening but it's I was struck so much and anyone who happens to hear this who ever played Darksiders 3 which came out like 3 years ago might understand the the first level of of Remnant not the first level I'm sorry the the first proper level not the tutorial one first proper level in like a city reminded me so much of the design of Darksiders 3. It was crazy. Um, you mentioned it while we were playing. I did. Yeah. But it, it's... Hmm. Hmm. So there's archetypes. <laughs> it's a weird mix. It, it kind of is. It is there, awkward a little there's bit. There's a tanky character, which is what I'm playing this time, which is very, you know, melee heavy, but they also have a shotgun and a pistol which I think I use more. Uh, there's the sharpshooter type guy again. And I forgot the third one is he's a techie medium range guy, a support guy, I guess, which is who I, I think am. you're, you're doing that one. Also. Has a um, shotgun. Yeah. It's uh, what do I want to say about it. it it's <sighs> you, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't really played. I think enough of it to, to to define what I, it is or what it's trying to do yeah, i think i'm disappointed that it is it's very dark souls heavy and more than i thought it was going to be and everyone has their opinions on those games and that's cool i'm not a huge fan of them uh this takes a, takes a lot of the normal stuff you know you, when you find a a save point it respawns the enemies but also heals you and restores your health stuff yeah um it uh this was actually really i told chris this while we were playing we got to the first boss fight you walk through a fog door to get there which is a straight rip off it really is 
Um, that's how all the Souls games do it. And that uh, the boss fight could have been cool, but it was very small area and there was ads and it was kind of frustrating. We didn't beat it. And it's probably where you put it down at that point. We did. Yeah. Um, I think it was also towards the end of the night anyway. So yeah, we, we, we just, tried take a we didn't stop because of that, but we also just stopped there. It's, I think there's some cool stuff in it. Um, the general combat has been fine. They, I think they actually say like suggest to use your melee as much as possible. Cause ammo scarce. I haven't had that problem yet. Um, maybe cause we're reloading too much or something, but, or, or, or re, 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 uh, up in our ammo, but, yeah. um, shoot a lot of guys. The shotgun's very powerful. So I, I focus on that as much as I can. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I think, I think it's pretty well designed. We, we, we kind of randomly found, uh, I think it was effectively, it was considered a dungeon. Yep. Um, but it was just like a, like a subterranean area, like through a manhole and we're going through it. And I think we talked, we talked to somebody, right? There was somebody there we talked to that was like injured or something Yeah, yeah. who had like put traps out and it's, it's, it's both good and bad. We definitely accidentally set some off here and there multiple times, but there's also an interesting kind of ambient section where you could hear explosions occurring randomly throughout the dungeon. Uh, not, I'm pretty sure it wasn't actually doing anything. It wasn't dynamic in that sense, but it was like, that was still a thing. Monsters yeah. were hitting stuff, you know, yeah. outside of your vision, which is, yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. Um, I think the loot actually was been pretty cool so far, especially compared to outriders. Yes. Which is not, maybe not a direct one-to-one, but, it's been more interesting. Um, it's just, yeah, it's the same, th- you know, whenever I went into a game like this and dark siders three had the same problem where it's, it's going too much in the direction of a type of game. I don't particularly enjoy. It's hard to like the stuff I like about it. Uh, that made no sense. The stuff I like about it gets diminished. Um, and it's like, well, I want to keep playing this and see what else they've done. Knowing that this is how it's going to be for the whole game. Yeah. And I don't know yet. Like that, that first boss fight was a struggle. We, I mean, we tried it twice. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And obviously, those boss fights usually are pretty fucking hard. But also, I'm pretty sure that it's more linear in this one. There's no, oh, we can go to this boss fight later. I think that's the only one we can do right we, now. We actually cannot progress until we beat that. Yeah, I didn't say there's anywhere else to go. Yeah, we 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 went back and checked. I think. And we the place we need to get to next is blocked. We have to go through this area. Right. Yeah. There's a there's a sh- the shortcut. Yeah. Uh, mechanic. Uh, there's yep. a gate that's basically locked from one side. Yep. So we can't get through it in the side we're at until we go through that section, beat that boss, come back up, probably, and open it up. So, Not to mention that the dungeon we went through and found first, which was cool, the one with the traps in it. And then we found the one we had to go to for the boss. Oh, yeah. And it used almost the exact same assets and orientation. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't even say assets. It was like, it was like, like the almost same copy thing. and paste it. It was deja vu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah. so similar yeah. in layout. It was crazy. It was to the um, point where we saw this room and we knew it was coming up after the room because it was the same as it was before in the other one. And they like, oh yeah, I don't remember times. this. Right, then we go to here, over there, to the right. Yep, oh there it is. That thing. Okay, the stairs. Blah blah blah. So yeah, it was weird that they did that, especially since they were so close together on the map. Yeah, like yeah. it was the same area. You, you could argue to some degree that oh, it's the same type of thing, but it was it was like it was the same. I thought yeah. we were in the same dungeon. 
We're like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. This part was too. This was later last time, so it must be a different area. But well, it looks just the same. Not only that, even though it was a sewer, a sewer, it didn't. It was not designed like a sewer. If that makes sense. Like sewers are very linear. They don't have like there was like full on rooms and like underground interiors, which I make sense that you're trying to fill it up with with interesting things. But like an underground city, I've I've never seen in real life an underground city have anything like that underneath. Uh, where it was almost like a building type of <laughs> type of thing underneath underneath the ground, you know. So, but but there was like paths for water and that kind of stuff. Like so, it, it, it there was that, but it was just like they're trying to add interesting things to it instead of making it be boring, which I appreciate. I I I get it, but it just felt I don't know, it felt weird. So I. I- I would say I would probably like to place more of it just to see, you know, what, what more there is. If I end up trying to get through that boss like 10 times and failing, I'm probably going to be done with it just for that's not my type of thing. Uh, the, the masochistic boss fights are not my jam at all. Same. I don't mind challenging. I don't mind taking a few attempts to, to, to figure out how to beat a boss. Like that's, that's fine. But if that's all it is, <laughs> I, I, I just yeah. don't, I don't, I personally don't appreciate the Dark Souls type of thing. And I think Ryan also doesn't either. Like you played yeah, it though. I, you played it quite a bit. I, no, 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 not oh. really. I played, okay. so I bought, God, what was that? PlayStation 3, uh, Demon Souls. Oh, Demon Souls. Okay. I bought it. It was on some sale and it had, it was like everybody raved about this game. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll buy it. I got to the first boss. I, th- I think it was the first boss or it was like maybe some just elite mook or something like that. And he kills you. He killed me like in one hit on the first try. And I was like, oh, okay. That's a thing that happened. All right. Um, where, where do I respawn at? All the way back at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. That was an hour and a half of grinding mobs to get, but get to that guy. All right. I'll do it again. So I do it again. And he kills me on like the second hit. And I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to have to do that again. Aren't I? Yep. And at that point I went, no, I'm done. I'm not yeah. doing this. Yeah. This is just, I don't mind learning from a guy, but if you're going to have like a, a, an elite mob or something, you need to learn how to fight. Don't make me clear an hour and a half of trash to get back to him. Cause I just got, and I was like, no, it's, that's not fun to me. Yeah. We don't, we don't spend a lot of time on it, but I will say that I think the souls games are really awesome, interesting games for me to watch someone else play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And and to some generations, you know, the concept of watching somebody else play a game probably sounds insane. But people who are good at those are they're actually really fun to watch how they do it because oh, they know what they're doing. It's hundred percent a skill thing, man. It's, I can't play those games. It's it's crazy. Uh, but to watch someone be good at it is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, same thing. I don't enjoy horror games, but I enjoy people watching play horror games. Because <laughs> I can always pause it whenever I want to. Uh, but. I um I only I have one other game I was going to talk about. Go for it. Uh, I'm not even sure why I got into this. So on Xbox Game Pass, uh, they have Dragon Quest Builders Two. Dragon Quest Builders Two. Yes, which, as you can guess, is the second of the Dragon Quest Builders games. Okay. I don't know what made me want to play this, but it just seemed like something I might enjoy as a peaceful, low key. Mm, not quite city sim that you like more 
mm-hmm. uh, but I would be super frustrated with <laughs> type of game. Um, my Dragon Quest experience is pretty small. I played like a handful of those games over time. Uh, but I, and I've also played some of the other offshoots. There's a game called Dragon Quest Heroes. There's like two or three of those. And those are almost Dynasty Warriors-esque type things. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of neat. But Builders 2 came out on Game Pass. I was like, yeah, it's on, it's on Game Pass. I'm already subscribed. I'll check this one out. And what I can tell you, about maybe close to 20 hours, I think, 16 or 17 hours right now, I finally finished the first island of stuff. Um, it's it's an interesting mishmash. It's definitely got some Minecraft inspiration in it. But the, the, the whole world is blocks of, of different types, basically. Yeah, it's voxel, yeah. Um, but it also takes... I'm not going to say it takes inspiration from... I am reminded heavily of a series of games that came out on the Xbox 360 called... Uh, a kingdom for Keflings and a world of Keflings. You, you guys ever check those out? You no, but you told me about them. You were you were a big fan. I love the Keflings games. I think they're super well designed and they don't overstay their welcome. Um what I liked about this the part that reminded me about it was in the Keflings games when you had to build a new building for your Keflings cuz so you walked around as your avatar as like a giant <laughs> and you helped this little village almost like like gnomes or something, you know, figure out their stuff and solve their problems and, and build their village out. Oh so yeah. When you, when you built a village, you had to have certain types of materials and you had to put them in the right spot, uh, according to the blueprint that you had to have it come into, um, uh, I can't think of the word I want to use, have it, you know, poof into existence. Um, so they could use it. And it wasn't just like, you know, go to the, the work table and build it. It was like, you know, you had to have the, put the seven of these blocks in this spot. And then you put the lamp over here and the door over here. I don't know why that's fun, but I thought it was neat. Um, so dragon quest builders too. take a drink of water here. Ah, um, as you can hear and tell from the name, you build stuff. <laughs> the, the, the overarching conceit is, and uh, the story is very confusing right now, but builders as a as a class of people as a, as a mythical type of being are anathema to this world like they are you do not want to be a builder or know a builder they are the devil basically but it's like a misinformation campaign by the by the bad guys they've convinced <laughs> everyone that builders are trash and you should hate them and also building is terrible so you're a builder that you kind of have to like convince everybody you come across that it's actually pretty cool check this out and they're like wow building is pretty cool but oh no now i'm like losing my beliefs and my my other faith that i had this whole time um there's a story that's going to happen over time i'm sure dragon quest is kind of goofy but you have a lot of different materials and when you have to get like a new building oh can you please build us a barn and you'll get the blueprint for free because it's not a exploration game that much um but you have to have okay i need six uh haystacks and i need you know 44 of the wood blocks to build the outside and i need um some straw to make the mat or whatever like there's like six or seven things every time uh that have to exist to make the room that type of room um and if you add some stuff or subtract some stuff you can make it like a different version of it you can go from like a bedroom to a large bedroom to a private bedroom just simple things. And sometimes people will ask you, Hey, can you do such and such for me um, to give me this, this other building or area or something like that. And so you kind of explore the area you're in over time 
Uh, they'll give you different side quests. Go here, go there, do this thing. Uh, get some new materials, find some chests, get some stuff out of that. Some super important story-related materials come back and we'll build some new cool stuff. So I was I was I was getting a little concerned at some point because I had like I had like four farms going on, different different crops, and and I'm like feeding everybody. I'm like, man, I hope you guys become self-sufficient at some point. <laughs> I hope you're able to like plant your own crops or like uh, uh, reap your own crops or make your own food. It's insane. And it does turn out that some of the characters will eventually volunteer like, hey, we'll take over the cooking. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness, because this is getting kind of to be too tedious to do all this stuff myself. <laughs> and then they'll cook for you and just take all the food out and go and explore with the food, which is great. Um, and then the actually the last thing on the, on the first island, I won't get into the details, but it was like a very large build. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to go find all this stuff. And they were like, no, no. We needed to find these three things. We'll take care of all the rest. We'll just build it for you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you will. That's what I wanted to hear, townspeople, because there was no way I was going to build that giant ass blueprint myself. That's crazy. I would screw it up and have to do it like six times. <laughs> so there, that, 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 that aspect of the progression so far has been, has been all right. Uh, and all the cool people came with me to like the original island I came from to help me build stuff there. So hopefully that maintains the you know no we'll take we'll take care of this stuff just point us in the right direction which i appreciate um so it, there's there's combat the much in the way that minecraft has combat it's fair it's there's one button you walk up and you hit uh for my controller it's y over and over and over <laughs> there's a heavy attack if you hold it down and it's like a big swing like a zelda type thing there's not much going on there and the combat's mostly kind of annoying and dumb and just gets in the way. Honestly, uh, I have found a couple, what they call them, not super monsters. I forgot what the name was, but like a, a, lar a much larger version of some of the other ones are just, they're kind of in like this very specific, like a little platform you'll find and come across. They don't move. They wait for you to get there. And if you beat them, you, you get some extra stuff. I've only beat one of them. The second one was really hard. <laughs> And he killed me. Uh, there's also some little like puzzle shrines you come across. Zero information on how to solve them. Um, which at first was like, ah, what am I supposed to do here? But each one of them has a very straightforward solution. They're not actually difficult. I overthought them in some cases way too hard. There was one I came across in kind of a section you don't go to very much. Where... Um, it was like a little plot. I think it was like nine squares and the four corners were, yeah, let me make sure I say this right. There was one corner that had the, the little blue plant with a grass um, block. The other three corners were like a brown block. And I was like, okay, I have to figure out how to get grass on those and then plant this, this flower. No, that's stupid. You <laughs> just plant the flower so that there's four of them in like a little pattern and that solves the puzzle. I'd looked at it like three times and I was like, how do I do this? How do I put grass here? Um, Cause there are like, you can lift blocks out of the ground sometimes to, to do things. And I couldn't lift any of the blocks out. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Oh, it's actually super simple. Anyway. Um, and I didn't know what to do. You get little medals for solving those. I had no idea what to do with them. I had like eight medals. I solved all the puzzles in the first Island when I got back to the original place. And there's a ghost guy there that actually trades medals for, other materials. I forgot what they were at this point. I think I got some binoculars or something. So everything seems to have a purpose. Um, it's, it's, it's 
what I want to say about it. It's very low key. It really is. Uh, everyone has a little side quest for you. Everyone has a little personality. Some of them kind of stupid. <laughs> um, you, you sometimes you will get into like an actual fight where like that's, that's the next phase of the game. Here's a big fight with like three waves of increasingly more difficult enemies, but you can arm some of your people with swords and stuff. So it's not just like you and your one guy. It's like eight people are helping you fight them off. Again, those fights are dumb. You just swing your sword back and forth pretty much. But I don't know. It's been, it's just a cool change of pace. I'm going to keep playing it for a while. If the second Island is very similar to the first one, I might have to give up on it, but uh, so far we're building a river. So that's been pretty cool. And, and that's dragon quest builders too. Nice. Okay. Interesting. I have, I have one more thing to talk about, but it's movie related. So it can go at, uh, at the end. If you guys had anything else you want to bring up. Um, I was just going to say that June on steam had the, um, Steam Next Fest. And I came across a guy on YouTube named Splattercat Gaming who was going through a, a bunch of the games that were on there and making videos on the ones that he liked. Uh, he only does videos on indie games, so I was kind of excited because I also enjoy indie games because they're usually really good but overlooked. So I came across quite a few of them. Uh, I actually played demos for for some of them, uh, the ones that I am most excited about, I'm going to go into too much detail because there was a lot of them, but I'm really interested and excited about a game called Terra Neil, which is a game about um, converting wastelands into lush um, different types of biomes to get points. And then you have to um, get a certain percentage of the land back to green. And then you have to quote unquote harvest that land to make it self-sufficient on its own that you leave it green and you travel to another place to do the same thing. Uh, the demo was <clears throat> just one level, but I really, really enjoyed, I uh, really, really enjoyed it. Um, there was a game called out there oceans of time, uh, which is a uh, kind of like a star kind of like a FTL type thing. Um, I didn't get too much into that, uh, but I was interested uh, in, in playing that more. Um, and then there was um, School of Magic, which is a roguelike, I'd almost call it a roguelike type Magicka, but so far I think it's only single player, where as you, as you no, sorry, it's it's more like a uh, action version of, um, oh, what's that roguelike with the cards? Slay the, Slay the Spire? Spire? Yeah, Slay the Spire. Where you're, uh, you're a mage, you have you have health and a mana pool, and as you go through, you get cards and stuff, and um, uh, and you get more abilities, and you you're just your abilities like build up on the top, where you have a whole bunch of different abilities, and you're going through level to level, and you're, you're the story is that you accidentally signed up to be a wizard, and you get thrown into the the test but you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> so you die a lot. And as you come back out to the main area, you unlock certain things. And so it's like, I said, it's, it's, it is definitely a roguelite, but I'm actually kind of excited about it because the gameplay itself was really cool. Um, the other one was potion craft where you own a alchemist store and you have care uh, customers that come in that request 
you to make certain potions for them. And the potion mechanic is kind of an interesting thing where you mix up different chemicals or different compounds and, and plants to make these these potions. Um, it was very different. Different. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy make and sell stuff type of games. I'm not sure why, but I really do. Um, and then the last one I want to talk about, which I've actually, I think was a part of it, but I didn't uh, hear about it from him. I just knew about it before was the uh, Rift Breaker. Well, I don't know if you guys have heard about that. I think Ryan would actually really enjoy this game. Uh, it's like a mix of StarCraft and a hmm, StarCraft and an RPG where you get dropped onto this this planet that um, humans have been uh, um, observing from far away. They're not quite too sure what's going on in the demo. You're running a, a sim of your, the first landing of a human on this planet. And you have to deal with different things that they throw, throw at you. So you, you have resource management, but you also have to build a base to survive waves of attacks from the local, local creatures um, you also have a mech that you're in that you can change weapons and upgrade them. And there's talent trees and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it, the demo was actually a lot of fun. I would suggest uh, both of you guys try and play it at some point. You pretty much just get to play into a point where they um, they just send endless waves of people and there's, there's just no way that you can survive. But it's kind of like a it's like fun trying to type of thing. Um, I think... Um, I think that was the ones that I enjoyed the most out of that. Um, I do have some other ones to talk about, but it would be too long of a, of a rant session. So back to your movie. <laughs> Ryan, did you have anything else you wanted to interject with? Oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I played a, uh, a game called man eater where you play a great white shark, but uh, <laughs> um, I have a copy of that. I haven't played it yet. Uh, what, what do I say about that? Um, Really unique concept, really dull game. <laughs> we'll just kind of leave it at that. It's 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 fun, and the narrator's fun, and and the concept is funny, and you know it's a funny kind of game, but it, it gets horribly horribly repetitive, and um, yeah, it just I, I just didn't find it all that entertaining. Narrated by Chris Parnell, I think. Yeah, it is. It's funny. It, it's like a nature documentary. Like he's narrating right, you as right. the shark and it's like the shark, you know, ferociously attacks the, the guppy or something like that. Some stupid little fish. And you're like, okay. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when it came out, I, I, I I'm like a hundred percent believe you when it says it's repetitive. I think I've seen video of it and that's exactly what it looks like, but it still just seemed stupid and entertaining in short bursts. Maybe. So I picked it up when it was like like a Black Friday sale last year for I don't know twelve dollars or something. Uh, I haven't actually I haven't played it yet. Well, it's free on Gamecast. Yep. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Do I yeah. open the one I have or just download it? Yeah. Oh well. I don't know. I, I I if I bought it for fifteen bucks, I'd probably be like, eh. Well, it was probably wasn't worth fifteen bucks, but being. Yeah, I guess kind of free for a dollar or whatever, whatever you want to consider that. Yeah. Um, I, it was fine. I got some enjoyment out of it. So what else can you ask for from a video game? Yep. Life secrets. No. Yeah. Life secrets and everything. Fun. So your movie. Right. So my, <laughs> it's going to be fun. So, uh, being that it's now July and, um, 
I didn't watch it uh, when it came out um, for a variety of reasons, partly because I kept hearing meh. Uh, I decided to watch the Wonder Woman sequel last night. Oh, um, didn't watch it when it was streaming initially. Didn't go to theaters when it was in theaters. But I, I didn't want to watch the crappy version that I might have access to somehow through some means. <coughs> I wanted to watch the 4K stream by HBO. So it finally came back to HBO, which I'm currently subscribed to. I was like, oh, I'll go ahead and watch this movie. So I watched it last night. It was really long. I went to bed at like midnight. <laughs> and and um, that movie fucking sucked. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. It was like the Boondock Saints 2 of Wonder Woman movies. Oh, really? Um, it. Oh, God. I haven't seen it. I, I, don't, I think Ryan's seen it, though, right? Ryan, yeah, I, Ryan saw I, it a while back. We actually did a podcast about it. Or I reviewed it, so yes, I have seen it. But yes, oh really? Yeah, talked about it a lot. I don't remember. I uh, I don't know. Probably. Oh yeah, it was a it was a quick uh, thumbs down from Ryan. I think is what it was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you brought it up. I'm not sure how long we spent talking about it. Um, so I won't get into the specifics because you might see it at some point. But it just it just. So dumb. It's so badly written. <laughs> so dumb. Yep. Um, that part, the part we keep talking about was it? Yeah, it was the last podcast where I was talking about the Flash running with his stupid running thing and how it didn't make sense. <laughs> and you mentioned the Wonder Woman thing. I've now seen this in action and going, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I think I was the one. Was I the one who was talking about it? She's like jogging in place yeah, while like yeah, the yeah. scene is going by her in rapid succession. Yeah, I've, that was yeah. yeah. That scene definitely stuck out as like she was running like down a green screen platform, and then they and everything was happening around her, but it looked like she was just out for a jog. Oh, um, the opening of that movie felt like they saw Ragnarok and went, "Oh, we could do something like that." Um, <laughs> to me personally, it was it was almost screwball in in the way it was. Uh, executed it was so weird it was a it was like a jewelry store robbery where there should have been like keystone cops music playing over the top of the sequence <laughs> it was it was just like da, 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 da. i don't know how the music goes but it, it was just bizarre and it was it was like people were in serious danger but they they weren't uh, anyway um and then it just Oh, so you, Chris, um, you are aware of of who's at least in the movie, maybe. Uh, like as like a bad guy or a good guy type of thing, uh, which characters are in it to some extent? I, which, I, which I actors are in it. I just know the guy in and Wonder Woman is in it from the first one. That's all I know. OK, that's good enough. Yes, they brought Chris Pine back. Yes, yes. He died in the first movie. I'm not going to talk about how he exists in the second one. Okay. But man, that felt like people really liked him. We should find a way to make this happen. And then there was a movie around it somehow. <laughs> um, the, the, the villains are Wonder Woman villains. It's not like they made it up shit on their own. Well, they made plenty of shit up, I'm sure. But there's just, there's so many moments where you're watching it and you're like, what? What did they just say? What did they just do? That's not what? <laughs> there's some there's some homages to the wonder woman mythos that don't make any sense in in the the context of what's going on um the pablo 
pa- Pablo Pedro Pascal is having a great time in this movie and he's in the wrong movie or something. Um, it, <sighs> I, I, it's funny. I immediately, after I finished it, I went and looked up the, um, the screen rant video for it. If you guys, I'm not sure you're familiar with it, with the, the guy pitches a movie to a producer and they go back and forth talking about how nothing makes any sense. And don't ask me these questions. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoy those those videos. But I don't, I don't watch them if I haven't seen the movie yet. So I went back and watched that one. And I was like, yep. Yep. I said the same thing. Yep. Me too. Yep. What was that? <laughs> and and not to be like, oh, see, I wasn't the only one crazy. It just, it was just, it was so bizarre, nonsensical. It just, and the ending. No. Uh, every relationship in this movie. The, the writing team apparently was convinced that they sold you on all of them. And you were super invested in them. And I was not <laughs> in a single one. None, the characters are bad and their relationships are contrived and cliched. And there's this part at the end that you're like, that would not happen. <laughs> uh, which, which is a shame because I actually really enjoyed the first one. That's the thing. I'm I, not saying it yeah. was a work of art. Yeah, but it was pretty fun. It was a great it was entertaining. Like, it, it, it was, was a good movie. Yeah for what it was, it was sort of grounded in, in the context of being wonder woman and, yep. you know, fighting the God of war, Yep. but it had people, it had actual people in it that had personalities and shit. Yeah. And this, this one was just full of caricatures and, and man, we have to make this a thing. So let, how do we get there? I don't know. Let's just, see we, let's see what happens. Oh man. It's DC a shame. just needs to stop making movies or hire better writers. I'm not sure which they can make an Aquaman too. Uh, I'll watch uh, that if they bring in really? like uh, well there's obviously Black Black Manta is going to come back but um, I, I some, mean there's some other Aquaman villains that are kind of cool I, I enjoyed that one that was that movie that felt like so they understood what, yeah but it was like it was dedicated to being cheesy <laughs> I am the ocean master <laughs> Patrick Wilson is a wonderful person I hope he has a long and wonderful career I haven't um, seen it yet I, Aquaman? I I, I I really don't have much of a desire to watch DC movies. They just have been yeah. almost consistently and categorically bad. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to th- Aquaman and Wonder Woman's probably the best one. Yeah, like and the I most recent one was but like Aquaman would be underneath that. Before that, it was like Dark Knight. I mean, that's how big of a gap. Like I didn't well, see yeah. no, I, I didn't is- see any of this Suicide Squad stuff. Oh, right, those came out. Or that I one didn't have any out. desire to see the new one either, unfortunately. And the, the the sad thing is, is like I'm more of a Marvel fan because of the movies. Like I I I played with both Batman and X Men as a kid. Like I enjoyed both of them, but with like just the way the movies have come out and been so much better for Marvel, it's like yeah, I am more of a Marvel fan than I am DC fan now, just because there's more of a of a base of good movies to watch. I I won't get in the in the pro I like I like still like DC comics uh more. I like I like Justice League stuff a lot. So anything related to Justice League, I wanna I wanna check it out, even though the media properties surrounding it are fucking terrible. <laughs> and maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's uh, my thing. The animated stuff is often very good though. If you haven't watched a lot of the DCA DCAU, I think they refer to it. Um some really cool stuff in there. You said the Harley Quinn stuff is amazing. The Harley Quinn TV show is fantastic. 
And man, I hope season three comes out soon. Maybe I'll have to uh, acquire a HBO Max um, account. I also found out that the guy who does the art for the Young Justice show, which I think is really good art, is doing the art for the Vox Machina show on Amazon, mm-hmm. which is great because that's a really good art style. Interesting. Um. Anyway, yeah, the movie blows Um, in a way that I was not anticipating. I was anticipating lukewarm. Okay. I was not anticipating like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Are you serious right now? This is what's on screen. Yeah. Well, how do you, she's what, how does wind <laughs> stop wonder woman? Someone's got to answer that question for me, <laughs> but you'll have to watch it to understand what I'm talking about. Or not. Um, yeah, you know, well, you know me. <laughs> you bad taste in movies? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch a movie even if everyone says it's terrible because I want to know for sure. Yeah, fair enough. And because I, despite recent, you know, evidence to the contrary, I don't have much of a social life, so I got time. <clears throat> I think we could end it with the only movie I kind of watched in the last few months. I'm not sure why I haven't watched a lot of them, but I, I just haven't. But I watched Godzilla King of the Monsters. And mm-hmm. wow. I I didn't know you could write that many cliches into one movie. It was almost impressive about how hard they tried to fit everything into it. Like just, just shove it in there. Uh scene where the young character screams into the into nothing. Check. Uh, scene where the young character reaches out and touches the head of a very big monster that's misunderstood. Check. Um, nonsensical scene about uh, heat and radiation in some sort of underground thing that made no sense. Check. Um, I, there was, I had a lot of lists of, I had a longer list of them because <laughs> it was a while ago that I watched it, but I was just like, doing this explanation monologue. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. What was it? What'd you call that? Well, their characters explain things in a, in a He's monologuing. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the actual thing called though? What's that? What's that? The when the, there's no story and the character actually, character actually has to oh, describe exposition. exposition. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exposition dump. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, the, Oh, uh, the uh, the other thing cliche was like, yeah, I'll sacrifice myself so everybody else will live type of thing. Um, yeah, I also have also now have no desire to see the 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 King Kong one because that probably makes even less sense. I've I've heard. Uh, I, I, I mean, I I dispense reality when I watch those movies. Like they're <laughs> giant ass monster movies where they're fighting each other. It's the same with Pacific Rim. I mean, Pacific Rim's concept was really stupid, but it was a fun movie. Because regardless. they didn't. Pacific Rim made the right move in making it not as much about the people. Some of it was because they had to advance it somehow. It was mostly about monster fights with with big, monsters, huge mix. somehow. Yeah, despite having. Monster fights <laughs> was about the people, yeah, and their problems, and it just doesn't. Why? Why is that the direction you would go with that? Yeah, yeah. You have a three-headed dragon from space. <laughs> that's that's your pull. <laughs> Put that on screen more. Uh, uh, actually, I remember at the end of the last podcast, I talked about I was going to go see Kong versus Godzilla at the drive-through, probably that day, maybe. Um, but I probably told you guys since then I couldn't. I missed part of it getting snacks 
And then <laughs> other parts of it are, are we went to the drive throughs or drive in. So the window got fogged up a bunch and I couldn't uh, see the subtitles, <laughs> see what was happening on screen. So I don't remember what happened very much. Um, what the heck were you doing where the windows fun. were fogging up? We had hot dogs and popcorn. <laughs> and I think we had the heater on or something. <laughs> We had to like roll the window down to try and make it visible. And again, I should watch Uh-oh. it again, but whatever. That's funny. Hey, the, the cop wrapping on your window with the flashlight. What are you doing there? Uh, I didn't hot know hot dogs. dogs. <laughs> eating dinner. Yeah, I'm like chili in my face. Your <laughs> hot dog's really good. It's a Nathan's. Uh, it's a Nathan's. No, 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 uh, no. That's not what I meant, sir. <laughs> From the hot dog oh. stand. Oh, yeah, the hot dog stand. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Stop making it weird. Uh, well, I mean, two hours. Not bad, guys. <laughs> we keep, keep talking about how long it is. Not bad. Um, we, 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 but, I mean, we had a lot of contact. It was, it, was long, it was a long period of time that we we had to cover, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Fireside.fm, uh, the hosting service that I use for the podcast. In case anyone who does listen is curious about getting their own podcast going, even though I've never used a different service, I found Fireside to be super easy to onboard, like get your connections to different services, get your, you know, your episodes published. It's been really smooth. I appreciate their their platform. And also shout out to Zencaster, uh, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com, uh, which we use to record because their platform for recording on the web and having a live soundboard is rad and worth the extra money. That's I just wanted to mention that. Not sponsored. Nope. <laughs> just they're doing good work. Just just appreciated. In case you want to find something to do this with, I recommend those tools. Cool. Alrighty, guys. Yeah. I mean we're back. <laughs> Kinda. We'll see. Uh, it's the summer of games. We'll be doing this all the time. No, I have no idea when we're going to do this again. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll try and keep it semi-regular. The good news is because I'm probably going to keep subscribing to Game Pass for a little bit, and they're putting out like a game a month for the next six months or something. Not that I'll try them all, but there's stuff coming out, so there'll be stuff to check out. I mean, the Ascent is the one I'm looking at. End of this month. I forgot what that is. Um, is a solo and co-op action shooter RPG set in Veils, a action pack. Sorry, a, a packed cyberpunk world. That's it. That's all I, I saw. Right. Hey, it's free. I'll try it. Right, right, right. Seven twenty nine. Seven twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. This game comes seven twenty eight. Hades comes Game Pass in August. Look out for that. Yep. And then uh, October is going to be Age of Empires f- 4? Yes, 4. Yeah, 4. It's, uh... hmm. Which will be cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, All guys. Right. Sorry for the break. Can't promise it won't happen again. I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> Pe- peace out. All right, guys. <laughs> Peace.